The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's baseball. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Watch the left field deep. Bam going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back. Go! It's one out. He's He's your home run derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From spin rate to juiced balls to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here comes the 1-0. Fastball. There it goes. Sean Murphy on cue. Unloads on Cody Hoyer. Bombs away and game on a blast for Murphy is first with a man on base all year and it comes with Grossman aboard and the A's have come alive they trail three to two and the right hander ready turns throws and Pinder it's a drive in it's going to be into left field for a base hit one run is in second run around third the throw to the plate and the slide and not in time Listella scores the second run on a base hit to left field by Chad Pender, and the A's take a 6-4 to four lead. And again, the 2-2 pitch, and here it is. Inside corner, ring him up, strike three called. And the A's have won it. And they're moving on. The Oakland A's have won the series in a great battle today with the White Sox. <laughs> and maybe they have vanquished some demons today. Here's Chris Townsend. The witch is dead. All these years of talking about elimination games. All these years of talking about the record in winner-take-all games. All these years talking about whether a Bob Melvin-led team could win the postseason. All these years about Moneyball and Billy Bean saying it's a crapshoot. All of that stuff, ding, dong, the witch is dead. I don't have to hear about it. I don't have to talk about it. The black cloud, the boogeyman, whatever you want to call it, is gone. Players knew about it. It affected them. Chris Bassett admitted to us right here on Ace Cats Live that they knew about it. They didn't like it. And what did they do? They went out and erased it yesterday with a 6-4 to victory over the Chicago White Sox. We don't have to talk about that stuff anymore. 13 wins to the ring. That's all that matters. And now it's 11. That's all we need to focus on. We don't have to focus on, well, why didn't they do this? And why didn't they do that? And why did they pitch this guy? And all that, don't have to worry about it. They finally won a series. This core group won a series. The first elimination game they've won since what? The 1973 World Series Game 7? We don't have to talk about that anymore. All we need to do now is focus on the task ahead, which is the Houston Astros. And I believe, personally, I think this is the best thing that could have happened to them. I think the fact that they had to go through a four-hour and whatever it was, nine-inning game, 17 pitchers, 
It was just brutal. It was so brutal, I swear to you, I felt like I was going to throw up. I stopped keeping score. I didn't sit down. I paced. I started chipping golf balls. I I could hardly take it. I can't even imagine what it would have been like with a packed house and sitting there watching it in my box. I, I can't even imagine. That was so brutal, but that's the best possible thing. As I've slept on it now, it's the best possible thing that could have happened to this group. Because you know what? They earned it. And it wasn't easy. And you know what? Life isn't easy. Winning championships isn't easy. You know, certain teams have made it look easy. There's times when the Yankees have made it look easy. There are times when Michael Jordan made it look easy. There's times where you name the Fran, like the Dallas Cowboys, when they were rolling people two out of three years. They made it look easy, but it's not. You've got to earn. you got to earn it. And they finally earned something. And hopefully, with a clear mind, they head to Los Angeles, and the best possible foe is sitting there waiting for you. This is the best thing that could happen to the A's. Not some... You know, not name the team. I'm so happy it's not the Twins or it's the Yankees or it's the Rays or whoever. I'm glad it's the Astros because this puts their mind in a a whole new space because they hate these guys. They literally hate these guys. We'll talk to Glenn Kuyper coming up here at the bottom of the hour about this. This isn't a rivalry game. This isn't... New York, Boston. This isn't L.A., San Francisco. This isn't, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, UCLA, Cal, Stanford. These rivalries that have gone on forever. This has nothing to do with the cities. This has nothing to do with the uniforms. This is the actual players. And once these two cores leave these teams, there will be nothing. There is, this is not a natural rivalry. This is a rivalry built out of hate. They really hate these guys. They feel like they stole something. I mean, if someone stole something from you, you're going to be buddies with them? If you feel like someone's done you wrong in your business, are you going to be chummy with them? Hey, let's go book a tea time and play golf? Hell no. These guys are bank robbers, and they got away with it. And you know it, and they robbed your bank. And now it's time to make them pay. This is the ultimate revenge right here. Send, and excuse my language, send their ass home. End it. End it now. End who they are now. Something that absolutely fried me yesterday. Commander Cody, how are you today, first and foremost? I'm great. I'm glad to see that the A's finally exercised the demon and they are moving on to play the Astros. And as we saw right before the sh- we came on the show today, the COVID-19 Marlins are also moving on. The only team that's never lost in the postseason continues to their incredible run this season. But I'm Are with you, you saying that the Marlins are the greatest postseason franchise in the history of professional sports? This is the one time where the stats don't lie. They've never lost in the postseason <laughs> in a series. They- They've never lost a series. They're seven. Just, they go just let's just say, like they're the they're the darlings of the tournament, right? Uh, they're the Valparaiso of the uh, baseball tournament. If they go on and win the World Series, 
Can you imagine three times in the playoffs, all three times winning the World Series, never lost a postseason series. Truly amazing. But that's not going to happen. Can you play me the Carlos Correa? I heard this yesterday, and it made my skin crawl. And if there's anybody that I would like to serve on that team more than anybody is this guy. It was a special celebration this time. You know, um, I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of people don't want to see us here, but what are they going to say now? You know, we're a solid team. We play great baseball. We won a series on the road in Minnesota. So what are they going to say now? Well, he did mention, you know, the haters. Oh, don't worry, pal. The haters are coming. I don't know if they've arrived yet, but they should. I believe they're going to fly. They fly out today or tomorrow. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea either. The haters are coming, Correa. Don't worry. And they're going to be in green jerseys and white cleats, and they're coming for you. So you can sit there and backpedal from this scandal all you want. We all know you're a bunch of liars and cheaters, and everybody can't stand you. They don't like the organization. There's going to be 28 teams rooting for the Oakland Athletics. I can guarantee you that. Everybody I know in baseball, even the other cheaters, the Red Sox are cheaters, the Yankees are cheaters, allegedly the Brewers and the Dodgers, but even those cheaters are going to be rooting for the A's. No one likes the Astros. And are they playing good baseball right now? Here they are. But it's now time to knock them out of their misery. They are so fortunate that COVID-19 hit. And I hate to say that because COVID-19 is, it, it, it's, it's ruined our world basically. But without fans, these guys got off easy. They, they were dreading the season. 162 games. That meant 81 games on the road of people booing you, yelling at you and t- saying the truth, you're cheaters. And they were buckling already in spring training. Can't even imagine how they would have got through a 162-game season. But they didn't have to play in front of fans, so they lucked out. Well, that's where the A's, it's right in front of you. As Bob Melvin told us on the Bob Melvin Show, which is running on A's cast, they don't even need to do advanced meetings when they meet the Astros. And I'm sure the Astros feel the same. You know, you didn't play the White Sox, so you really had to study up on the White Sox. You don't have to study up on these guys. You know them, they know you. I mean, that's that's no advanced meetings. I mean, you know exactly what they're bringing to the table. And I can't wait. With a clear head. These guys got a clear head now. Now that pressure of, oh, my God, we can't win a series. Oh, my God, we wild card game. It's over. And thank God it was three games because they lost game one. And memo to people making decisions. Stop tricking it up. Stop. It doesn't work. Go chalk. Be normal. Make normal decisions. Allow your athletes to thrive. They need consistency. That's what athletes thrive on. That's why they have things called routines. All athletes have them. I've seen it for years. Whether it's baseball, football, basketball. Let me tell you something in basketball, covering the NBA and the Warriors. These guys come out before every game, and they shoot at the same time every day. 
There's a pregame shoot. They don't all come out and shoot together. They come out in levels. Rookies come out first, and then each guy has his routine. Steph shoots at a certain time. Clay shoots at a certain time. Draymond, sometimes two of them shoot at the same time. The late Kobe Bryant would come out, and he'd put on a show with his workout. I mean, he would get, he would, I was amazed at his age at that time how much Kobe Bryant would shoot and get a workout and sweat and lathered up and ready to rock. I was like, it's like he played a game before the game. He would shoot so much. And he would shoot every possible shot he was going to shoot in the game. It was incredible. Routine. None of this. We don't know who's going to start 24 hours before the game. Why? Why are you messing with it? We're not going to tell you who we're going to start. Yeah, here's some advice. Chris Bassett, game one, let's go. I don't want to see Jesus Lizardo game one. Don't want to see it. He hasn't earned it. The guy who's earned it, your best pitcher, the best pitcher in the American League, that's Chris Bassett. The American League Pitcher of the Month. Game one, let's go. They're throwing Grinky. Do you think they're like, you, you think the Astros and Dusty Baker are going to be like, let's see, we're not going to tell anybody. And uh, at the last minute, Urquidy's going to pitch. No. Zach Grinky is pitching game one, and he should go up against Bassett. Don't overthink it. Don't trick it up. No openers. None of that stuff. Oh, Lazardo's got stuff. Well, that stuff right now has a 5 ERA in September. Don't do any Harry High School stuff. Go chalk. Chris Bassett, game one. After that, the guy that I'm worried about, and we'll talk to Glenn about this, and I don't know about you, Commander, I'm worried about Sean Manaya. And the reason why I'm worried about Sean is he hasn't pitched. Remember, his last outing was last Wednesday, not this Wednesday, the Wednesday before at Dodger Stadium. So if if he doesn't go on Tuesday or Wednesday, you're looking at Sean Manaya, Cody, hasn't pitched to actual live hitters in two weeks. That is a long, long time. And it's real easy to get out of your rhythm, and you need Sean Manaya at his best. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird that he hasn't pitched in so long, but it makes I mean I mean what are you gonna do? Um, I I was curious to see if he would be available to pitch in the game yesterday because literally Rick Renteria was just running through so many guys in his bullpen. I was wondering how long uh, Bob would wait to bring in another starter because Frankie Montas he actually looked pretty good in relief. Yeah, he gave up the the one, but uh, other than that, he looked he looked pretty good and. You know, you were hoping, you know, Manaya would maybe pitch a little bit before coming into the postseason, but he hasn't. And I don't know if you want to do it here or not, but I bro- I went back and looked at the uh, Astros numbers versus left-handed pitchers in 2020. They, uh, they were 12. No, they weren't 12-0. and 0. They were 12-10 and 10 versus left-handed starters, and they struggled against right-handed pitchers in 2020. They were 17-21. and 21. So the Astros 12-10 and 10 versus left-handed pitchers, they hit – 232 versus lefties, 23 homers, 74 RBIs, and a 702 OPS on the year. Now against righties, they hit 244 with 46 homers, 194 RBI, and a 727 OPS. Now the OPS is below average, league average, which is somewhere in like the 740s or 50s, I believe, this year. So they struggle a little bit. I mean, if you go through their lineup, every guy literally had a down year except for Michael Brantley. 
I mean, George Springer had 14 home runs, but Michael Brantley was the only guy to hit 300 or better, and he hit exactly 300. This is a very down Astros team. Jose Altuve is not the same player right now. I mean, say what you want about the cheating and all that stuff. Has that affected him? It's hard to it's hard to say if, if they were. We don't know what happened after 2017. Uh, I'm not here to speculate. I mean, we can speculate if we want, but he hit, he hit 219 this year. A guy that some people thought was going to hit 400 this season hit 219. He struggled. Correa was okay. Bregman was okay. But all together, that Astros lineup that we're used to seeing, you know, be very powerful and score a lot of runs. I mean, they scored still some runs. They still scored some runs this year, but they they're not the same team at all. Clearly, and they're and they're missing their big bopper in their lineup too. And Jordan Alvarez, the guy coined as the greatest home run hitter ever. So <laughs> they'll get him back next year. But they uh, they they've struggled this year, and their pitching has been well, has actually been pretty decent if you think about it, because they're using so many guys that. No one's ever heard of before, but the whole thing with Manaya, you're hoping that you know the success that he's had towards the end of the season will carry over for him, and the Astros' struggles against left-handed pitching will also you know rear uh, coming in when they have to face Manaya in Game Two or Three, depending on which way well, they go. Well, the bottom line is they just haven't hit well, so it doesn't really matter at this point. This is not like the White Sox who had the number one slugging percentage against left-handed pitching, and throwing a left-hander was just not smart. Um, that's not the case here. And by the way, the only run Frankie gave up was on the shift. If there, if Listella would have been playing straight up, that would have been a ground ball to second base. That was Mazzara, right? That would have been a ground ball to second base and it would have been an out. So, um, interesting how Frankie pitched Sunday. Then he pitches on Thursday. Um, I mean, that's the thing. It's like how long, and I also, for, and I know I, I was all about fires, and he wasn't great. But then again, I mean, look how many days off he had. He wasn't on schedule. You know, both those pitchers yesterday, they came out, and, you know, I mean, once again, you're, they're out of their routine. Because if you think about it, it had been a week since fires had pitched. These guys are used to going every – I'm not making excuses. I'm just giving you reality. These guys are used to going every five days, not every seven days, not every eight days, not every two weeks, every five days. You take them off their schedule and you're playing with fire there. That's why Chris Bassett, to me, your best pitcher will be on perfect turn as of Monday. Go game one and then we got to figure it out. Manaya has to pitch. And you can't keep him on ice for two weeks. You know, Frankie, I mean, maybe Frankie, uh, I don't know. Fr Frankie's pitched a lot, technically. I mean, he pitched on Sunday, he pitched on Thursday, maybe a little rest. You know, are you going to use all five guys? Are you going to bring Bassett back maybe on Friday? Or are you going to use all five guys? And if you are, how does that line up? Let them all know, though. Let's not just say, well, we're going to go so-and-so game one, and then we'll figure it out. I want these guys to know. Because let's face it, we had Liam Hendricks on Monday. Series started on Tuesday. We said to Liam off the air, who's starting? He goes, we don't know. What? I mean, maybe Jesus, we'd have to talk to him. I mean, they're not going to, you know... 
we're not going to get the skinny from the coaching staff for the front office. Uh, players off the air usually will tell you. But, I, I mean, I want everybody to know, when they land in Los Angeles, this is your role. You go game one, you go game two, you go game three, you go game four, all hands on deck game five. And tell the guy who's going game five. No secrets. Let them know so they can prepare. You've got to mentally, there's a reason why golfers have routines. That's why I get back to basketball, football. I'm telling you, in the NFL, the same guys come out at the same time and work out. If it's a 105 kick, they're going to come out at the punters, the kickers. They all have routines because you want to stay in your routine. You never want to buck that routine because it messes with you, with you mentally. Remember, sports, all these guys are t- all these guys are talented. This is all about how you prepare and how you perform on the greatest stage. And that's why human beings need routines. I'm sure all of you have routines for your job. I bet the majority of you drive when you are working from an office or wherever you work. I'm sure you take the same route every single day to work. I can tell you, I take the same route to the Oakland Coliseum and take the same route home game after game after game. I have a routine. I go up the elevator. I put my backpack down. I go down to the clubhouse, say hello to players, Bob Melvin, do whatever I have to do, go back up. I get coffee. I get a drink. And then I come back down and walk out to the table where Cody is and we do A's cast live. I do the same thing every day. I have a routine. It makes me feel comfortable. And that's the same routine that they have that you have. We all have routines because we perform better when we have that. We, what we, when we don't perform well is when we don't know and at the last minute they go, hey, do this. And look what happened. Look at those two starters yesterday. Those guys, those guys look mentally, they look like deer with headlights. Because at the last minute you go, okay, you're starting tomorrow. You, mean, you should be told five days in advance so you can go through everything you need to go through. And I know some people said, well, they should be ready anyway. Well, then why have routines? We know every single mental coach, you know, we have these sports psychologists that people pay a lot of money to help their, you know, whether it's individuals who do it or it's teams that have these guys. Cody, what do all these sports, whenever you read these books, what do these sports psychologists want you to do? Um, well, every, everyone's different. But they, I mean, they, they want you to have a routine, one. Thank you. I um, mean, they all want you to, you listen to, get to, get me Tony Robbins on the line. He'll tell you. Look like We're you, creatures of habit. That's how human beings work. If you want human beings to perform at their very best, don't surprise them. Don't trick it up. Have them stay in their routines. They will perform better. It's proven. Like, I have a routine, like you mentioned, how you're, you have a call the, for the Coliseum. Just a routine for me at home, since we're all working from home, even especially us doing Ace Cast Live. I wake up every morning. I, I do two sets of meditation. Then I read a stoic passage. And then I write down what I'm grateful for every day. And then I start my day. There's a whole routine I go through every single morning. Uh, with I did this pre-COVID, too. So, like, this is what I've always done. And it gets me through the day. Like, everyone has... You're right. Everyone's a has. Everyone's a creature of habit. Like no one. Like, if I don't do one of those things, I feel like my entire day is thrown off. Before I used to even do a walk in between, 
Like, if it was, like, noon and it wasn't 90 degrees and hazy and smoky outside, I'd go for a walk and listen to Buster Olney's podcast. And then it would help. I didn't have, if I needed some buying or selling questions or just something that we could talk about on the show that I didn't think about, like, I'll listen to Buster's podcast and it helps me think. But now I don't get to do that because of, you know, fire and haze and all that. But fine, but still, I get to do everything else. And it, what are you showing? I can't see what you're showing me. Coffee mug? What's in my hand? Coffee. So I make coffee before every show. I don't drink coffee in the morning. I drink coffee before the show. You wonder why I'm so hyper. Uh, I'm slugging down caffeine. This is my, you know, when you're in Hawaii. Have you ever been to Hawaii? I have not. We're planning on going uh, eventually, but we have not, I've not been there yet. So they have all these stores, these convenience stores, where, you know, when you're staying at a resort, they're usually outside the resorts. I mean, you can get anything here. They've got everything you need from Band-Aids to sunscreen to flip-flops. They've got some food because some of these resorts, you can make meals in your room, whatever. But if you buy a certain amount, they give you coffee mugs. This is my freebie Hawaii coffee mug from the last time I was in Hawaii. It's so cheesy. I love it. But I make coffee. I make coffee before I come on the air. It's my routine. So, I mean, Cody did the numbers. Uh, They're 17 and 21 against right-handed pitching. They only hit 244 against right-handers. So, Chris Bassett game one. And then you really have to think about how you line up your starters really based on workload because they haven't pitched. And so you don't want them to be rusty. That's kind of the, the really the tough thing. By the way, the number one metric continues to be for the A's. If they have a starting pitcher go six innings, they're 21 and one. I don't know. It's pretty good, right? If they have a guy go five, they're 31 and 10. As much as you love the bullpen, we want to see some innings versus these Astros. Because what a nice start, a long start will do for you, it helps preserve your relievers for the rest of the series. Because I got to think there's going to be one game where somebody's not going to perform well, like yesterday, and next thing you know, it's going to be bullpen all day long. So the longer you can preserve that, that's good for your pitching staff. Coming up next, what do we call him? The TV face of the broadcast? Yeah, yeah, TV face. That's because Ray's the face of the franchise, and what do we call yes. Ken Korak the face of radio? <laughs> no, he's the voice okay. of summer, now the voice of fall. Can I just say this? You know, I listen to both A's cast on my phone and I watch on television, right? Because I want to get both perspectives. I'm kind of weird like that. I can listen to both. Dave Fleming, obviously, is a great broadcaster. We know that. I mean, whether Flem's doing baseball, basketball, college basketball, or college football, Dave Fleming's one of the premier broadcasters in the country. He's fabulous. But Jessica Mendoza or whoever you want to put in there, it's very clear they haven't watched this team. I'm not saying she's not good. I I had no problem with her on Sunday Night Baseball. 
with A-Rod and Matty V, Matt Vasker's an A's fan. But you could tell she didn't know the team. You know, she I, I bet she lives on the East Coast. So whoever they're going to put in there, I mean, you could put like Chipper Jones is doing the game today. Hall of Famer, he's great. If you put Chipper Jones on the broadcast, I bet he has no clue who the A's are. You need a West Coast guy. See, that's the thing. Flim carried it because Flim lives here. He knows the A's. I'm sure he's watched multiple A's games. He's at least seen the A's when they play the Giants. These other guys, it's painfully obvious they don't know who this team is. Like, you would think, Matt Chapman's not here. Ah, oh, sky's falling. Uh, memo, Matt Chapman didn't have a great year. And Matt Chapman at the end couldn't make contact. His hip was so bad. So it's not like you, you lost Chapman, yeah, but he wasn't healthy anyway. I just don't think they really know. <laughs> Did you get that sense at all? I will be 100% honest with you and the listeners. I put the game on mute the entire time and listened to Ken Vincent Ray every game. I didn't listen to one instance of Flem or Jessica Mendoza. The only, actually, I, I take that back. I lied. I listened to the Ramon Laureano interview when he dropped the live F-bomb on TV, and I kind of laughed. Fabulous. I kind of laughed, and I was like, that's Ramon because he's, uh, he's accidentally sworn on our program a few times too. <laughs> so that's just how he is, but I literally didn't even listen to them before or after that. So I just listened to Ken Vincent Ray because they know the team, and they're, they're more exciting. Uh, nothing against Mendoza or Flem. It's just I'd rather listen to the local people. Uh, do you think Ken Hawk Harrelson is already uh... – Well, it's 6.30 it's on the East Coast. He probably he probably already had a few smeared oh, off yeah, and tonics. smeared off and tonic right now. <laughs> I mean, has that been the best? Ray Fossey basically just having a conversation with one of his ex-teammates? Well, we're – I mean, seriously, I just – I just I lay out. I just, I just sit back, turn my microphone off, because I know Ray – Ray's like, Townie. And I'm like, Ray, just go, man. You guys sound great together. I, uh, I talked to him again today because I had an idea for Monday and the segment we're going to call it is Fosse and friends because everyone is Fosse's friend. So it's fitting. And I've reached, I reached out to Phil Garner, the former, a former Astro and Astros manager because he managed the Astros and I went to the world series in 2005. So I'm hoping we can do another edition of Fosse and friends on Monday with the legend Phil Garner. And then Fosse also wants to talk with Steve Sparks, which Sparks, he's a friend of, Sparks, he's a friend of our program. So it'd be great to have the three of you guys will talk because you, then it's you're all friends. So we're lo- hoping to do that next week because when Ray Fossey talks with his I'm friends. I'm part of Fossey and friends. I'm a friend of Ray's. When Fossey talks with his friends on this program, the A's are 2-0 in the postseason. So uh, Let me tell you this. So I got buddies who are longtime A's fans, guys that are like in their 50s. My one buddy, Chris from West Oakland, was like, Joe Rudy was my favorite player. So for these guys that actually watch the 70s A's, to hear Ray Fossey have conversations with them, these are our, 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 uh, our older friends of the program are loving it. I can't tell you how many texts I've gotten about Fossey and Joe Rudy and, and also Ken Hawk Harrelson. They, the people love it. They absolutely love it. Coming up next, Ray's partner, Glenn Kuyper, is going to join us right here on A's Cast Live. The demons have been exercised. And the A's have won it. And they're moving on. And maybe they have vanquished some demons today. And now it's time for the excitement of the ALDS and the Houston Astros. Nobody gets there. It lands on the grass, rolls on the track, 
The A's have won it, and the A's have won the season series against the Astros. Join A's Cast Live each day four hours before first pitch to get you ready for the series. In-depth analysis, live guests, and more. Then, join us for the A's Total Access pregame show, your destination for wall-to-wall A's coverage leading up to first pitch. Be there for every pitch with Ken Korak, Vince Catronio, and Ray Fossey on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network as the A's take on their division rival in the Houston Astros. After the game, keep it locked in for A's Clubhouse and A's Talk with Chris Townsend. The American League Division Series is here, and it's time to rep the town with your Oakland A's. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. If you're looking for some beautiful outdoor dining, then look no further than the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Come try the world-famous Chicken Pie Dinner that has been served in Southern California for over 80 years and one of the most dynamic menus in Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop also has a full takeout menu and delivery. You go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Don't forget, they can also deliver beer, wine, and spirits. You go to chickenpieshopwc.com. We've done it before. Round ball to the right side. Speared by Phillips. Flips Eckersley. Yes. He's there in time. And the A's are the world champions. Now it's time to do it again. Join us throughout the postseason for wall-to-wall coverage on A's Cast with live shows, great podcasts, and all the action you crave. A's Cast is your destination for nonstop postseason coverage. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. To reduce the risk of wildfires, PG&E may proactively turn off power when severe weather is forecast. Here are four ways to prepare before a power shutoff. Update your contact information at pge.com slash mywildfirealerts so we can reach you. Plan for medical needs like medications that need to be refrigerated or devices that require power. Pack or restock your emergency supply kit. Ensure backup power sources are safe to operate. To learn more, visit safetyactioncenter.pge.com. The Lexus NX is crafted to take on the modern adventure called life. Alexa, what's the quickest route home? With Amazon Alexa compatibility and the advanced Lexus safety system, the Lexus NX is modern utility for the modern world. Because modern obstacles require modern solutions. See your Northern California Lexus dealer. Amazon Alexa and all related logos are trademarks of Amazon.com Inc. or its affiliates. Not all Amazon Alexa functionality is available for in-vehicle use. Streaming from the town, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. I will never forget 
that day that we found out that the Marlins had a bunch of guys test positive for COVID-19. Because the day before that, they had just drilled the Phillies like ah, 12-4 or something like that at uh, in Philly. And everybody freaked out, and, and rightfully so. We were scared. But people started just coming down baseball's road, like, see, you shouldn't be playing. How insensitive. Everybody's being put in danger. And now the Marlins not only survived the 60-game schedule, they made the playoffs. And now they've won a playoff series against the Cubs, and they're moving on. When everybody thought, oh, my God, they're going to shut down the sport. You know, some team, think about the Cardinals. If the Cardinals beat the Padres today and they move on, all the games they missed, all the double headers they had to play, if they move on, do you know, when we talk about mental toughness, Cody, isn't that one of the greatest examples of mental toughness? If the Cardinals win tonight and the Marlins are already moving on, what those franchise, like we had one guy and they had to huddle up in Houston for a little bit and we thought that was miserable. I can't even imagine what the Marlins and the Cardinals went through. Yeah, well, then the Cardinals had like 16 days off or something. It was ridiculous. And then the Marlins missed a bunch of games. And it's funny because in the uh, final call, Book Shami mentions the bottom feeders are moving on. And then they asked Garrett, uh, um, they asked uh, Garrett Cooper, the first baseman, after the game about it because he had the big home run that essentially gave him the lead. They gave, it was the game-winning home run because they won 2 nothing and he made it one nothing. But they asked him what the bottom feeders thing meant, and he goes – Back when we played Philly early in the year, they called us bottom feeders. And he goes, well, now we're here and the Phillies are at home. So, but yeah, so it's great to, I'm, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to tap, pat myself on the back. I told you the Marlins are going to make the playoffs. Okay, um, here we go. I believe, I believed in Donnie Baseball. I believed in Derek Jeter. I believed in Michael Hill, their GM. Uh, Sixto Sanchez looked great, by the way. I think he had like 12 pitches at 100 miles an hour today against the Cubs. Rossi yeah. and the Cubbies uh, did not look good. Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez, since they won the World Series, have been awful for them. But kudos to them. And I I want to see the Padres advance because they're exciting. What they did last night was awesome. Tatis and his bat flip was awesome. You know, that was great to see. But then again, if the Cardinals move on, you have all, all the series in the next round are all division matchups. It would be Cardinals. What would it be? It would be Cardinals and um, – no, sorry, it wouldn't be. The only one it wouldn't be would be that one. It would be A's, Astros. Uh, Braves, Marlins, Yankees, Rays, Dodgers, Cardinals. So that be it would be if it was a Padres. So we'll see. But it, kudos to the Cardinals and Marlins for one getting to the postseason, and even for the Marlins to advance to the next round. They've never lost in the postseason in the series. They are seven and zero in their twenty eight year franchise history. Are you okay that your 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 good friend David Ross Rossi's going home? Hey, I I, I don't want to go through and find the drop. But you, you don't hire a pup. You don't you don't hire a puppet when you hire David Ross. Is it ESPN getting me again? By the way, Sanchez today, did you see him hit uh, Jason Hayward with like a 100-mile-an-hour fastball? Yes. And he wore it and just ran down to first base. Uh, if that was me, I would have been on the ground for like a week. <laughs> Get hit with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball? Oh, my God. All right, earlier today we caught up with our buddy, we miss him, Glenn Kuyper from NBC Sports, California. 
Well, I know somebody that was absolutely jacked about that victory yesterday. He's the face of your A's television. Glenn Kuyper from NBC Sports California joins us here on A's Cast Live as we're celebrating here on a Friday. Glenn, how are you? Good, Tony. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I got to tell you, yesterday might have been the most nerve-wracking, hardest days. <laughs> Uh, there were times I felt like I was going to vomit. Uh, I, I, I stopped keeping score. I was pacing. Next thing you know, I'm like chipping golf balls. I, I just, I, I couldn't take it. But in the end, what a glorious day for this franchise. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a, it was a, it was a half a jar of Tums kind of game. But uh, it, you know what? It was great. I mean, and I wish I could have been, you know, part of announcing it. But it was kind of fun being a fan as well. And I'm super happy for, for the players, and I'm super happy for Bob Melvin and, and the front office, David and Billy. Uh, you know, they, they deserve it. It's been a, you know, there's been some excruciating playoff losses, but, but uh, maybe this is the start of something big. But, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, how do you even describe that game yesterday? Well, it set the record for 17 pitchers, and then the Cardinals <laughs> and Padres would end up tying that later in the night. <laughs> Uh, it was four hours and nine minutes. And let me just say this, and I'm not saying this because you're on the line, but it's like when, when, when you guys go away, it really is sad because the national broadcast, and I think Dave Fleming does a great job, and, and Flem actually knows the A's, but you can tell that a lot of national people, they don't watch the A's, let alone the White Sox, so you can tell they really don't know the players, and it makes us miss you even more. Well, that's that's very kind, and, and, and Dave Fleming's is as good as there is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not easy doing a series. You know, a team you just you, you know them by what you hear, whereas we know them by what we see every day. So um, certainly, there is a big advantage for the, for the home team announcers. But um, I appreciate that. Um, although it would have been yesterday's game, you know, that would have been a hard one to announce for us because you know there's a fan in all of us too, even though we're working. So we would have had to keep our emotions in check, but uh, I don't know, man. The game was crazy. It was. I'm glad it turned out the way it did, but it was. It was. It was one of the craziest games I've seen. You know, it it, it was like the A's had to have something like this to get rid of all that. What's their record in winner take all games? What's their record yeah. in elimination yeah. game? You know, like like all that bad mojo just hanging over this franchise. And Chris Bassett admitted to us here on Ace Cast Live that it was something that they knew about and that they thought about. Of course, this core group losing just two brutal wild card games back to back years. It's just it's almost fitting that you had to go through something like that to kind of break whatever, the boogeyman, the curse, whatever it is. And it just seems like that dark cloud has now been lifted. And I'm wondering, just wondering now, do they just have free minds now? And now it's a whole different ball game in the postseason. Well, I, I think it's, I think what you're saying is, is definitely possible. I, and I do it because listen, I don't, I don't think players will admit that they think about, you know, the, the A's playoff history in, in, in the last 15 years. They, they, they may not admit it before the series, but they may admit it after. And I think Bassett showed that, right? I mean, he's the one who sort of talked about it a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I think it is something. And, 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 and I do think that this will help the players a little bit. It doesn't mean that, you know, 
that it's it's going to be the deciding factor or because that's what's going to push the A's over the Astros. But no, that's not it. But I do think you can eliminate a lot of a lot of pain from the past. Um, you know, winning a series like this. And listen, I, I said it, Tony. I said it to you. And I, I don't didn't want to be hard on the team, but it's like, listen, if you want to be taken seriously, you got to win in the postseason doesn't mean that the last year team wasn't great and the year before wasn't great we saw it they won 97 games but to be taken seriously on a national level where people look at you and go yeah yeah they're a threat you have to win a postseason series or two that's why i think yesterday was so important and i have a theory about the astros and i kind of got this from bob melvin when we were doing the bob melvin show for A's cast when he said you know, the difference between the Astros and the White Sox is like, we got to really prepare for the White Sox because we haven't seen them this year to where he said with the Astros, they really don't even need to have advanced meetings. They know them so well. It's like, you know, you're not yeah. teaching anybody anything new. But my theory is this, you know, the fact that they finally got over and there's going to be some satisfaction there. I like that they're playing the Astros now because there's hatred there. They really Absolutely. don't like those players. This, this isn't like Yankees, Red Sox, or Dodgers, Giants, where that's just history. They really don't like the guy. They don't hate the uniforms. They hate the guys inside the uniform. So I think it's going to really bring them back to earth and really fire them up to play this series because there's so much dislike of those players in those uniforms. Well, I think I, I do. I think it's going to be a great series. I mean, I can't wait. But but if you look at it from both sides, right? You, the things you just said about the A's where they're, they're saying, you know what, this is our division now. And we showed it and we think we are now better than you. And they probably are. So that's the A's way of looking at it, which is all accurate. The Astros on the other hand are saying, wait a minute, we got a world series ring recently. We're pretty darn good. And we're going to show you that you haven't taken anything yet. So if you look at the two attitudes going into this series, one guy says, it's mine now. The other guy says, no, not yet. That's what makes it great. And I think it's going to be a terrific series. I think I think the A's, and I've said this all along, but the, the A's pitching staff depth, to me, is going to be the difference, not only in this series, but if they advance, because I think the depth of your pitching staff now comes into play with a five-game series, five straight days, and then a seven-game series, seven straight days. Uh, but let's not at all think that this is going to be some pushover because the A's won the division and the Astros you know, really did not have a great 60-game season. The Astros are really good, and they're going to puff their chests out, and they're going to say, okay, you guys think you're this good? Okay, let's go. And that's what's going to be great about it. But I, I think it's going to be a, a terrific series, and I think the Astros are going to play well. I really do. Um, and I, I think, you know, I think the A's will play well too, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think the depth in the pitching is going to be the difference in the end, and I think the A's will win it. You know, I, I, I was not ready to talk about this series yesterday in the postgame show. Like, I was so in the moment and just happy and thrilled that the A's are moving on. As you said, happy for Bob, his staff, yeah. Billy and David and the front office and the players and everything. But I wasn't ready to really think about, okay, who goes game one? And a caller asked mm -hmm. me, and I immediately said, it was like, without a thing about it, I go, Chris Bassett. I mean, I 
He yeah. literally is the hottest starting pitcher in all of the American League. He's the American League pitcher of the month. You always want to have your best guy because there's potential that he could come back for the fifth game. I, I, I mean, I got asked that question. I didn't even have to think about it. Chris Bassett, I asked you, game one, where are you going? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, you're going to have, let's see, Bassett pitched on Wednesday, right? So, so you're going to have Thursday, perfect. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. So he lines up right on, right on schedule for Monday. So yeah, I don't think there's any question. Um, as far as potentially game five, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know how far you'd go ahead with that, but, um, yeah, I don't think there's any question. I think that probably the better conversation would be, okay, what happens after that? Um, is Lazardo ready to go? Um, what about Manaya? Uh, you know, fires did not look great yesterday. Uh, you know, so th- I, I, th- I think what happens after Bassett is, is probably the best conversation point, if you think about it, because that's pretty up in the air. Because everybody's going to be rested, right? I mean, everybody's going to be fine. I mean, it's not going to be like, well, he's going to be pitching short. No, they're all rested. They're all ready to go. Um, you know, do, 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 do you throw two lefties in there? Do you, you know, so, so, but I don't think there's any doubt it'll be Bassett, and I'm sure it'll be Granky. Um, you know, and, and you got McCullers, and you got a couple of young guys. And so I, I wish it was Monday night so we could be, we could be rolling here, but, uh, so yeah, you're right. Bassett and one, and then and then we'll see what what Bob and everybody decides after that. Yeah, it, it's a great talking point because I was, you know, I had I had to start thinking about when the caller asked me, and I started thinking about Manaya. What scares me about Manaya is he has not pitched in a game since that Wednesday game at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. So you're yeah, looking at true. depending on when you Two pick weeks. him. Yeah, and, and as you know, these yeah. guys want to go every five days. If you haven't faced hitters in almost two weeks, I don't expect yeah. you to be sharp. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point. That's a great point. And and uh, so now, you, yeah, you have to look at that. And I, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me. You know, how did the Astros do against left-handers? Uh, you know, I I don't I don't have those numbers in front of me. That'll all come into play. Um, but you're you're going to have to use five. Um, you know, is Mike Minor part of that? Frankie Montos looked pretty darn good, right? Yeah. And he's coming off a 13 strikeout start, right? So I think he's probably in the conversation now too, because he looks a little more comfortable. I thought, I thought yesterday he was kind of rocking fire. You know, he looked comfortable. He didn't look hesitant, and his stuff has looked really good as of late. So I think you got to think about him, getting him in there. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I think that the Manaya thing, that's a, that's a great point. Two weeks is a long, long time. And then say, here, here's the ball. It's game two, game three against the Astros. Go get them, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. But those are all um, important decisions that will be made real soon. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, by the way, I have to ask you on the way out, yeah. do you know who the greatest postseason team in baseball history is? What franchise? I'm going to say, as far as when you say greatest, are you talking about just like winning percentage? You talking Correct. about World Series? Uh, that would be the Miami Marlins. <laughs> they can't win. They just knocked out the Cubs. They've never, <laughs> when they get in, they've never lost the series. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. Is that a, that's great. 
good. You know what? Hey, good for the Marlins. And I, I'm not cheering for the Marlins, and I, you know, I'm not a, I'm fine with the Cubs, whatever. But I mean, you think about what happened at the beginning of the year. They were like, "Are we going to even have a team? Are we going to have? Are we going to have twenty guys?" And they end up winning, and, and now they're moving on. So you know, it's good for them, and they got some live arms coming out at you. So, so hey, good for them. Good for Don Mattingly. I got no problem with that. Yeah, no one's laughing at Derek Jeter and Don Mattingly now. Nope, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, hey, you're you're you, we knew you got eight three game series, Tony. You knew there was going to be a surprise or two coming out, right? We just knew it, and that's one. And you know what? The Cardinals got their ace going tonight against a really good Padres team. Hey, that would be a big upset, wouldn't it, if the Padres got knocked out? Uh, you, you know, somebody had to be Davidson. Somebody had to be George Mason. Somebody had to be Liberty <laughs> in a tournament. And uh, here we got the COVID-19 The COVID Marlins are moving on. That's right. Absolutely. You know what? Good for them. I, I'm excited. Um but yeah, next week is going to be even better because now, now, now you're now you're down, right? Now you're down to the the elite eight, right? So you got four series going on, and everything is elevated a little bit now. The three game series are over. Everybody sort of takes a a, a, a deep breath and says, "Well, we made it through that doggone three game series." Now, now it's like now it becomes really real, right? And you know you're 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 just a couple steps away from the World Series, so this is good stuff, man. And 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 I, and I know what I like too, Tony, is the Bay Area is uh, into it. They're embracing this A's thing, and they deserve that. And I, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the future too, because you know this is going to be a good team for a while, and and people are going to people are going to enjoy this, and then they're really going to be into it going into next year, and and that's exciting for all of us. Well, we miss seeing you. I mean, that's, you know, one of, the, one of the tough things about this whole ordeal is the fact that we can't see our friends. We only get to talk over the phone, but we miss seeing you. Be well with the family, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking again soon about the A's still in the playoffs. All right, let's talk, uh, yeah, let's talk soon, and uh, we'll break down the A's series victory over the Astros. How about that? Take care, buddy. All right, see you, Tony. Glenn Kuyper. Good to hear his voice. Uh, just some notes coming up here as going to be a good game. You got the Padres and the Cardinals from Petco Park. I had a buddy, my one of my buddies in New York go, hey, did baseball screw up by uh, not having games on this weekend? And I'm like, I'll be honest with you, these teams are exhausted. I think they need this. I mean, because they didn't have a break. They had one day off. And then back into a, a, a two- to three-game series. I, I, I don't know about you, Cody, but looking at our players and watching these games, I, I think a lot of these teams are exhausted. And a couple days uh, just, uh, you know, because you got to fly to Texas or fly to Southern California, and I think a couple days will just make the play uh, of the series, a five-game set where there is no days off. I, I think it'll just make it better. Yeah, no, I agree. I think a lot. Of, every team needs the days off. I think the only team that honestly gets a benefit from this is, is the A's because the, the flight to L.A. is only about what an hour from Oakland. So not even that. Yeah, so I mean, so it's not even that long of a flight to L.A. So, and then they get they get essentially today, tomorrow, and Sunday off, and we'll probably have workouts. But uh, I'm I'm excited to see them play at Dodger Stadium. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to lie. 
I went back and I was just looking through the – we could do a, four, a far more breakdown on Monday when we find out who actually is starting, but I just did it for Zach Granke. Zach Granke pitches pretty well at Dodger Stadium. Well, remember, he was a Dodger for a while, but he knows that ballpark where Chris Bassett – if he pitches game one, Chris Bassett has never pitched at Dodger Stadium. So, But the A's were just there, so they know how that who, ballpark who plays. Who did you just mention? The, the, the guy that can only go four innings in the postseason? The future that, Hall that, of Famer. That's who you're bringing up? The future Hall of Famer. You mean the guy that just in a in a, in a big series went four innings? Yeah, well, that guy? They won. That's all that matters. By the way, are the Padres going with an opener? Yeah, Craig Stammen, who hasn't started the game since 2010 because Chipper brought it up during the Marlins-Cubs game. He's like, yeah, Stammen owned me my career. And Book Shami kind of laughed. And then Book a couple seconds later goes, yeah, he's right. You're right. Uh, you were 0 for 8 and uh, against Stammen. He, and Chipper comes back on and he goes, yep, that's ownage right there. He goes, he even owe me on the golf course, too. <laughs> the Padres have not won a postseason series since 1998 when they won the NLCS to move on to the World Series. That's a 21-year drought. The second longest streak is 25 with the Cincinnati Reds. The last time, let's see, this is the second winner-take-all game in Padres postseason history. In 1984, Game 5, against friend of the program, Rick Sutcliffe, the Padres would beat them and move on to go to uh, the World Series and take on the Tigers. The Cardinals, they can clinch their 18th postseason series win, dating back to 1999, second most to who? The Yankees. Correct. They've won two straight winner-take-all games, the 2019 NLDS and the 2013 NLDS. And it's funny in these notes, it says, hours after Oakland-Chicago game set the MLB postseason record with 17 pitchers used in a nine-inning game, these two teams matched it <laughs> last night. Well, it was like, what, they hit, how many home runs did the Padres hit after like the sixth or seventh, like after the fifth inning, they hit like, was it six or seven? Something like they hit a, a ridiculous amount of home runs after a certain amount of innings. It was like the first time that's happened. And then the other thing that was crazy that happened in that game, that Tatis bat flip was awesome. I know like, even Russell Wilson was tweeting about it. When you got the like one of the biggest names in the NFL tweeting about it, that's good for baseball when you have that cross-brand promotion, especially when it's someone like Russell Wilson, very active on social media. So Fernando Tatis is catching a lot of attention of other stars, and that's good for baseball to see that a young player is getting recognized around the country, so that's that's good for the Padres. I want to see them move on, and not just because I'm a fan of the Townsend household and I want your brother's team to move on. They're exciting. But then again, when they go on to face the Dodgers, if they win, uh, who's starting for you? Uh, is Lamette coming back? Is, is Clevenger going to pitch? Or are you just going to worry about uh, Zach Davies and the sheriff, uh, Chris Paddock, to pitch for you, and then hope for the opener to pay off for you like they are today with Craig Stammen? who's a pretty good reliever. He doesn't allow a lot of home runs. But like I said, he hasn't started a game since 2010 when he pitched for, I think then, Washington Nationals is who he's with. So, Stammen versus Jack Flaherty tonight. Uh, when I say tonight, in about in about a minute, that's when that game's supposed to, you know, supposed to be first pitch, somewhere like 4 or 4 or 8, I don't know. And all, they all, all these games have weird first pitch times. Let's do a little buying or selling before we get out of here. It's time for Buying or Selling. Sell, sell. Right now with Chris Townsend on A's Cast Live. 
All right, so a couple of these are focused around. Wait for it, the A's and Astros, and just oh the, my God, you are you are you're well, so creative, it's unbelievable. Well, not just the series, but this those two this and there's a lot about the Astros as well. So we have no idea how the 2021 season is going to look in Major League Baseball uh, after the season's over uh, with labor strife and well, literally everything. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know the Angels need need a new general manager after Billy Epler was let go. And we do know that Detroit and Boston both need a new manager. Well, one guy rumored for the Red Sox job, as we discussed earlier this week, is Alex Cora. Well, last week we discussed who could be the Detroit managerial candidates, and one of the names uh, was A.J. Hinch. Well, today the Tigers announced that they plan on interviewing Alex Cora for the job as well. Now, Cora joins a list of names that does include, like I said, A.J. Hinch. So we'll see what the, what Detroit does. Their list is extensive on who they're looking at hiring. Now, Hinch and Cora have both been suspended for the entire season for the 2017 Astros sign-stealing scandal. Buying or selling A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora will both be managing in 2021. I'm selling. I'll believe it when I see it. When they put the uniform on and they have the hat, or I should say the jersey on and the hat, and they have the press conference, that's when I'll believe it. I, I just... You know how commissioner's offices work. There may be a little mandate out there that's like, hey, these guys need to be on ice for a couple of years and then you can hire them, right? They can do that. Check Colin Kaepernick. Uh, well, it's been four years for him. I mean, they can they can, they, they can let all the teams know, uh, yeah, uh, this is not going to be cool. If all of a sudden this season ends and all of a sudden Alex Cora and A.J. Hitch both have jobs. Oh. Uh, and they're both managing the worst cheating scandal in the history of the game. It was so diabolical. It's unbelievable. You want these dudes back in your game right away? I mean, Alex Cora, the, he's the mastermind of it. Like, really? I mean, I you can't deny someone the right to work. I understand that. And the suspension's going to be lifted. It's just... I don't know what kind of look that's going to be, Cody, if all of a sudden the, the suspension's lifted and you're immediately ironing these guys. Yeah, especially and after a shortened season where they were supposed to be gone for 162 games. And if Correct. You're, if you're Alex Cora, why would you want to go back and manage Boston? They're going to be terrible for a couple of years because they're going to rebuild. And Detroit could be a very lucrative job because they have a lot of talent going forward, a lot of that young pitching and a lot of their young players developing. Although my Scooble and... Um, I'm drawing a I don't think Matt Manning really pitched this year, but, th but a lot of their young pitching didn't do as well as they thought this year, but they're still very young. So that's a job that someone's going to get. I'm hoping they hire someone that's a, a uh, I hate to use that word, but leader of men. But you want to have a manager that they can connect with those players and help them grow. And AJ Hinton dealt with that young Astros team. And uh, well, they did cheat 2017, but he did get them there the couple years prior. Uh, and they won that Walker game against the Yankees. So we'll see if either of those guys are back in baseball next season. Now, Carlos Correa is in the news, and we played the cut earlier, but I'm going to revisit it. After the Astros took down the Twins, a team who hasn't won a playoff game in 18 tries, and Dusty Baker finally got his first series win since, well, the Twins won their last playoff game in 2002 with the Giants. Now, Correa was talking after the game. He said, I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of people don't want to see us here, but they're – but what are they going to say now? We're a solid team. We played great baseball. We won a series on the road in Minnesota. So what are you going to say now? Now, here's what he told ESPN on Wednesday. I feel like on the broadcast yesterday during the game, you guys were too focused on the cheating scandal. 
Now, we've won the series. I think we deserve some credit. We have a solid team. We can play baseball. We can win games, and we can win games, win a series against good teams. That's what we did this series. We showed that we're still a solid team, and we showed that we deserve some respect. Buying or selling the Houston Astros deserve respect. I'm not even going to comment on that. It doesn't even deserve a comment. <laughs> I knew I knew you'd like that one. All right, so next. Uh, hey, but you know what, though? I will respect this. That kid's a fighter. Like, you know, the other guys have kind of wilted. He hasn't. Like, he has stood up, and he's been angry, and I'll give him a credit. At least he's fighting. I mean, he's a fighter. I mean, that's the kind of guy you want, right? I mean, he's I- produced. Uh, he didn't get hurt having a massage. Um, <laughs> Forgot about that. But but I will. I mean, I'll say this: the kid's a fighter. There's no. I mean, he's got. He's he he's got that it factor. I mean, it, if you were to say he's your shortstop, I think you'd be pretty happy with it. Yeah, and he's young, and the Astros got to figure out what they want to do with him. So I believe he's a free agent after next season. Well, this season they're they they're probably gonna they might lose George Springer, their best p- power hitter this year. But uh, I'm with you. I think Correa. I, I can. I, you know, I can. I, I like what Correa's done coming out and being kind of the spokesman for the team. Yes, you're not gonna always agree with what he had to say, but when, when Altuve and Bregman and these guys aren't saying anything for you, and you're having the young, literally the young. I think he's younger than all of them coming oh, out yeah. and being the leader for them. That's a good sign. I mean, you're not gonna agree with everything he says, but. I mean, I you know, I, I like what he's doing, um, trying to be the, the kind of the face of what's going on. So uh, your comments are a little weird. I don't think you just, you're not going to get respect, especially when you're 29 and 31 and uh, you're coming off a, a cheating scandal and you beat a team that hasn't won a playoff game since I was about 14 years old. So I, I don't think that you're going to get a lot of that from uh, a lot of people around baseball. No, but speaking of the Astros, they did clinch up. They did, they did win that series. And Dusty Baker made history going into the postseason, being the first – Manager to lead five different teams into the postseason. He took the Giants, Cubs, Reds, Nats, and now the Astros to the postseason. Only two other managers in history have done that with four teams, and that was Billy Martin with the A's, Tigers, Twins, and Yankees, and Davey Johnson with the Mets, Orioles, Nationals, and Reds. Baker's in his 23rd big league season, and he has 1,892 wins, which are 15th most all time. He's never won a World Series, but the Astros will bring him back next year, so he has a chance to break... 2,000 wins if he gets brought back for another season since his year was shortened. Buying or selling Dusty Baker will get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm selling. Why? Well, every other guy that's... It's almost, it's almost like that's... It's it's like cool, but it also shows that he never wins the big one. Also right? True. Yeah. It's also true. Because if he would have ever won the big one, he probably would have stayed with one of those teams longer than he did. It says that he's got, I mean, he's a great guy. I, I, I got to know Dusty a little bit. And everybody loves him. He's a great guy. And and he's really good at managing the players and players manager. Players love playing for him. But, you know, you got to win the big, I mean, you can't get in the Hall of Fame if you didn't win the World Series. Come on. I'm with no you. offense, but let's be honest. I mean, I think I have to, I'd have to go through the list again and look, but I think every manager with 2,000 wins is in the Hall of Fame except for Bruce Bochy, but Bochy was going to go in, and he also won three World Series. So he uh, he's actually been there and done that, where Dusty 
has been to the World Series, but he's never won. Uh, look at the Giants World Series in 2002 against the Angels. As you would say, suck it, Rally Monkey, but that year they won the World Series and beat Dusty and the Giants. So one storyline coming into this A's-Astros series that really didn't get a lot of talk about this year because of the shortened season is Mike Fires and the Astros. Now, Mike Fires pitched yesterday against the White Sox, a short outing. He didn't look very good, but he hasn't pitched in a week. But in 2020, he didn't face the Houston Astros all season. And this is one thing I've been seeing all day today and a couple stories I've read about how this is one of the most intriguing storylines of this series is, is if Mike Fires pitches against his former team, the Houston Astros. So buying or selling, Mike Fires will pitch versus the Houston Astros in the ALDS. I'm buying and I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. You know, the, the thing with the Astros is they know the A's hate them. And the A's are willing to fight them. I've never seen a player run at someone's dugout before. And I bet none of the Astros have ever seen that before. You know, there's always a lot of jarring going on. But the tone has been set by Ramon Laureano. Guys, we'll fight you right now. What right now? Like they, like you know, when that coach got what, what, Centrone, what was his? What, what was? It? Yeah, Centrone, Alex Centrone. No way did he ever think that. And because remember, once Ramon started charging him, he backed up and let players get in front of him. No one ever thought that was going to escalate to that. Nobody. That set the tone for this series. We hate you so much. I'm going to run and take you all on. I mean, that, doesn't that send a message? I mean, professional athletes, let's face it, these guys aren't fighters. These guys haven't been in fights since they were kids. They're not used to someone, hey, let's go bare knuckle, let's go. They're not used to that. Ramon Laureano sent a message, and that's why I said at the time, I don't condone it because I'm not supposed to, and it's COVID-19, and teams are not supposed to come together. I get it. But reality is, now that it's been a while, I loved it. You sent a message. We hate you. And this is just not a game. We're willing to fight you. Like, bare knuckle, let's go. That sent a message to the Astros. You think any of those Astros have ever had a player rush their dugout? No. At of course level, not. minor leagues, this is something that doesn't happen a lot. So I think that sent a message to let them really know. And remember, last time they played, the A's went four out of five. And the A's have no problem letting them know, we don't like you. There's going to be words in this series. We'll talk about it on Monday. We're going to have a three hour. We're going to have four hours of coverage before first pitch. Three hours of A's cast live and one hour of A's total access. And I guarantee you, Hey, do you have the Liam Hendricks, by the way, on the Astros? Yeah, let me grab that real quick and uh, bring this music down. Yeah. Liam has had no problem letting you know how how they feel about the Astros. I think we we're in the middle of it. I think um, there's a little bit of little bit of kind of that going on there that we want to make sure that they know what we've what they've done and we can prove it to them and and make sure they're also the top team in the AL West. But there's also not being petty and not taking like letting our emotions get the better of us by trying to be over the top and vengeful and everything like this. I think it's one of those things where we've played them enough times this year. 
we had a good record against them this year. They know that. We know that. And now we're going to go into a series and hopefully, uh, hopefully take care of business early. And that way we've got a little bit of, a little bit of time, but uh, yeah, we're, we're very familiar with us, them. They're very familiar with us and it's going to be a matter of who executes the best. And, and I believe in this team and, and we're going to try and just stick it to them as much as we can and, and prove that we're the best team in the AL West now. Bravo. Does that man have a heart of a champion? They've never seen a guy, ESPN Stats and Info, a guy throw 49 pitches and then come out and get a save the next day. A full one-inning save. No one's ever done that. That guy's got a heart of a champion. He's a bull. And I can't believe, you know what? The kind of crap I had to deal with (laughs) from callers. Oh, they burned Liam. He's not. He's and I said every. He's gonna pitch. Liam has said on this program he'd go every day if he could. He's willing to take the ball every day. Liam Hendricks would be willing to take the baseball all five games in this next series. He throws long toss every day. He's built for it. He can do it. He's an absolute bull. All right, before we get out of here, I got to buy buying or selling for you. All right, let's hear it. All right. The Cincinnati Reds, 22 innings, 17 runners left on base, only one extra base hit, zero runs while facing the Atlanta Braves and getting swept in two games. Buying or selling their first baseman, Joey Votto, at 36 years old is highly overrated. I'll have to buy now. He's not the same player he used to be. I mean, he used to get on – I'll buy that he's overrated now. He used to get on base a lot. He used to hit a lot of – he used to have a lot of power. He's just not the same player anymore. I don't know if – the age is one of the things. And the Reds can't move on from him because with, his contract is so bad. Oh, got, he's got next year $25 million at 37, 38, 25 million, 39, 25 million, and they got a buyout in 2024 when he's 40 – for, they can either pay him 20 or buy him out for, wait for it, $7 million. They're going to have to pay him $7 million just to walk. By the way, this is a guy who in his career has played in a bandbox. The Great American Bandbox. How many times do you think he's hit 30 home runs in his career? This great player that every, oh, the plate discipline. Oh, he walks. He walks and walks and walks. How many times do you think he's hit 30 home runs? I, I know the only year I could think of that he might have come close is the year he won the MVP. What was that, 2009 or 2010? 2010, he hit 37. So I'll, I'll say twice. 2017, hit 36. He's been playing in that tiny, tiny ballpark, and uh, he's only had 100 RBIs three times. Oh, but he led the league in walks. He led the league in walks in 11 and 12 and 13 and 2015 and 2017. He's got more walks than RBIs. He only has 966 RBIs. Playing in that place, 81 games? Yeah, that's... This year, by the way, Mr. I'm going to walk, he hit 226. Yeah, that's not good. Well, that whole team struggled. They had the lowest batting average, like, I think, ever for a postseason team. Ever, yeah. Well, you know, the A's were there, too. But I'm just saying, for a guy making all that money, 
you know, because his OPS is always so big because he walks, but it's not like he's a speedster. So unless you got people hitting the ball at the ballpark, how are you going to score him after all these walks? Yeah. And that's when- always been my contention. It was like Jack Cuss. It's like Jack Cuss walks. Well, ye- or, or Brandon Belt. It's like, how many hits do I got to get to to get this guy home? Because yeah. it's not like they're fast. You would think a guy that walks as much as he does would have way more runs scored. Yeah, and in, in, in the time when he was at the height of his powers, they had Jay Bruce surrounding him, and Brandon Phillips was hitting around him too. So those guys were, you know, bringing him in, or they were hitting in front of him. But a lot of the times, uh, was Jay Bruce was the guy hitting behind him. So Bruce was the big power hitter in their lineup at that small ballpark. They're both lefties. But man, things have changed now for the Reds because now they have him, and then they, you're banking on Castellanos and Mustakis and Suarez, who they all had down years. And Castellanos is a guy you're – I mean, the guy's an extra base hit machine, but, man, if they lose Trevor Bauer, which they probably will um, this going into this offseason, they still have Sonny and they still have uh, Luis Castillo, but it's going to be difficult for that Reds team, especially with, you know, the Cubs still being there. Well, we'll see what happens with them and the Cardinals. and Well, the Pirates are going to be terrible for a couple more years, so I'm not really expecting much from them. And Milwaukee – Never has a pitching staff. So if they can eventually put together a pitching staff with that, that team, they could be the team to beat. But it's crazy. And do you know who the GM was that signed Joey Votto to that deal? Uh, what year was that? Uh, let's see. It was 2012, it looks like. I'll say friend of the program. Well, he's not my friend. Jim Bowden? No. That'd be Walt Jockety. Walt Jockety, wow, friend of the program, former A. So that's who signed him that deal. Ten-year deal that he signed back in 20, what, uh, 20. Hey, good for Votto. That's a lot of, that's a lot of cash. Yeah. All righty. That's going to do it for Ace Cast Live. I, I'll just give you the skinny. We weren't going to have a show today, and I was like, you know what? We, we, we can't go dark. We got to have a show today. We have to have a show. After a win like that, after a series like that, I mean, this 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 changes players' lives. Like, the A's now have a, a legitimate, you get that cloud, you get that doubt out of your mind, and now you got a shot, 11 wins of the World Series. And you take it day by day, series by series, but they're in this thing. And now they're in this thing as winners in the playoffs. It's amazing what confidence can do for a bunch. We have no idea. Do we think it's? Do we think the A's are going to be the night game on Monday? Again, I we have no idea. But do you really think they're going to be the night game over Yankees? Yankees uh, race? No, but it'll start late, so it won't be in prime time. Yeah, it could, I mean, it could be. But then again, you so could have like them. Yankees. They're going to want the Yankees. Probably. I don't know what the times are. Is there like a four o'clock game or a three o'clock game? They haven't announced any time, so we have no. I literally have no idea what time the game will be. So I got to think they're going to want the Yankees and the Rays from Petco to kick off somewhere around three o'clock, four o'clock. So it's in prime time on the East Coast. Yeah. So probably. And then four. the A's, and then the A's can start like at seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, that could happen, or they could put us before the Yankees Astros. Who knows? No, no, this noon start stuff is a joke. That's got to stop. That's that's no way. Yeah, hopefully it's a hopefully it's more of a night a night one for us. But we'll find out over the weekend. So we are going to have four hours of A's programming before first pitch. We'll have three hours of A's cast live, 
and then we will have an hour of A's total access leading up to first pitch. Do we have anybody to tease yet for Monday's show? So we're going to have, as we talked to him yesterday, David Feldman. We'll have the great Jeff Blum. I talked to Blummer literally three minutes after the game ended, and he already he got back to me within seconds. Of course, happy to come on. So there's our two guys, and I'm aiming for Ray Fossey, Fossey and friends with Phil Garner, uh, as well. And I'm waiting to hear back from uh, our PR staff to see what if which players or which player we might get for that day. So we'll find out more over the weekend. All hands on deck, a five-game series against the Astros, the American League Division Series. It's going to be epic, I guarantee you. They had to go through what they went through yesterday to exercise the demons. They had to. It had to be a four-hour absolute grind down to the very last pitch. That's how you get rid of that kind of stuff. But now it's gone. The dark cloud, the boogeyman, whatever you want to call it, it's gone. And it's now time to take down the Houston Astros. Remember, four hours of live coverage before first pitch right here on A's Cast. Cody, have a good time in Pismo. I'm just going to sit in my office and continue to work. No days off. I don't want a day off. Everybody be safe. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Remember, four hours before first pitch right here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.